The best-selling vehicle in America for years has been Ford's F-150 truck. It's an American institution. Whenever you need to invoke the heartland, the Ford truck is, I, mean, I would imagine if we did a, a search of uh, country music songs, I believe Ford probably has Chevy beat three to one in terms of shout outs and mentions. I got a hot rod Ford and a two dollar bill. The truck's a Ford and the tractor's green. Ford is taking its classic gas-guzzling American truck and making it electric. And now, the truck of the future, F-150 Lightning. <laughs> Ford's move is a big gamble for the company and a big test for the future of electric vehicles. The F-150 is a cultural linchpin of American automobility. And you get Ford truck buyers to sign on, you've gone a long way. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Thursday, June 3rd. Coming up on the show, why Ford's bet on an electric truck is a watershed moment. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. When it comes to electric vehicles, Ford hasn't exactly been seen as cutting edge. I think Ford has been viewed in the last few years as lagging on their electric vehicle strategy. That's our colleague Mike Kalias, who covers Ford out of the Detroit Bureau. Plenty of Wall Street analysts have noted that, sort of, you know, taking digs at Ford in their research reports as saying, you know, we're, we're not quite sure what Ford's up to here on, on electric vehicles. Back in 2011, Ford put out a small electric vehicle. Ladies and gentlemen, the future has arrived, and you were the first to witness it. Here it is, the Ford Focus Electric. You know, almost every major car company had a small car that they introduced that was fully electric. And the problem with all these small cars is, like, beyond that subgroup of environmentalists and tech nerds, there was no market. Nobody wanted, you know, the, the sale. I mean, Ford sold about 8,000 Focus Electrics over six years. For comparison, Ford would sell that many of the gas version of its Focus in a typical month. There was no market for these electric vehicles, these small electric cars. It sort of dawned on the industry that the combination of small and expensive <laughs> wasn't, wasn't going over very well. And meanwhile a new electric car company was gaining steam and showing that Detroit's mindset about electric vehicles was wrong. So our goal at Tesla has always been to create cars that no one thought was possible. And so here Elon Musk is building this entire brand around cool electric vehicles. 
while the rest of the industry was trying to sell like these Econobox battery powered cars. What if you could have a car that has more functionality than a minivan, more style than an SUV, and more performance than a sports car? That's the Model X. So like Tesla showed you can do cool EVs that people want to drive. They like the electric aspect, but they probably would be drawn to the car anyway. Tesla was selling a lot of electric vehicles and getting a lot of buzz. And traditional automakers couldn't say the same thing. And so the industry eventually caught on to, you know, maybe we should change our approach. Detroit automakers needed to revamp their electric vehicle strategy. Back in early 2018, Mike spoke with now Ford CEO Jim Farley, who admitted the company's previous strategy hadn't worked. He flagged this whole idea that we're not going to have success putting batteries in our smallest, least appealing cars. Like, we've got a bunch of really popular nameplates. But he said, we've got these emotional products. Like, we want to bet on those as we go into electric. In other words, Ford would take its most popular brands and make electric versions of them. A few years ago, Ford designers were trying to put together a new EV. Farley saw the designs, but he wanted more. He sort of came back and decided, you know, I know you guys are trying on this one, but it's, you're not trying enough. Like, we need to make this design more appealing and more emotional. And eventually, you know, the designers took that back and they came up with a design and everyone liked it. And Ford decided, you know what? Let's, like, play to our Mustang roots. Like, what if we just called it a Mustang? Could, could we make this good enough to where we would put our most iconic name on this electric vehicle. Ford wanted to electrify one of its classic brands, the Mustang. But this decision had to go to the top of the company. The highest levels of the company said, okay, we think this is good enough to put the Mustang name on it. This became Ford's Mustang Mach-E, which came out last year. Ford will say that they're selling more than they had expected, that demand's stronger than expected, and it's gotten generally really good reviews from car critics. They consider it a home run, and I think with some justification. But the Mustang was just the beginning. Next, Ford took on its most popular vehicle, the F-150, the classic Ford truck. This is far and away their most important product. I mean, the F-150 is the best-selling vehicle of any kind in the country, let alone truck. It's been the best-selling truck for 40-plus years. And so, you know, that's the golden goose. But will anyone actually buy it? That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. This episode is brought to you by AARP. They have reskilling courses and career tools to help your income live as long as you do. The younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. 
So let's uh, start as we always do. If you could introduce yourself and tell us what you do at The Wall Street Journal. My name is Dan Neal, and uh, believe it or not, I am the paper's automotive critic. We still have an auto critic. Oh, yes, and a very opinionated one, too. That's uh, that's the hard part to believe. <laughs> <laughs> as The Wall Street Journal's auto critic, how would you describe the experience, the driving experience of an electric vehicle over a gas-powered vehicle? It is... Uh dreamlike and hallucinogenic compared to gas-powered vehicles. Imagine you're driving, but you're dreaming. And in your dream, you're driving, and you don't hear the car, the proprioceptive uh, feelings of moving back and forth of G-forces. Those are uh, still there, but the sound has been muted. More than that, you have this, uh, this uh, Im impetuous power right at your command. In gas-powered cars, you have, people aren't aware of it because they're used to them, but you, you hit the throttle and it, electric car doesn't do that at all. It just goes uh, like a bottle rocket. And uh, now uh, for all the reasons, uh, for all the right reasons, communitarian and uh, for reasons of engineering and performance and all of that, it's better than gas. But do you miss the sound in the rumble? This is an important question uh, that is often asked, and uh, it's the comfort of the familiar that is being negotiated there. People think they will miss, but they often don't. When Ford introduced the F-150 Lightning last month, it looked a lot like the gas-powered truck. But the electric version doesn't have an engine under the hood. This is American innovation. And this is a moment of tremendous pride for all of us at Ford. The Lightning has 10,000 pounds of towing capacity and can go 230 miles on a single charge. It hauls ass and tows like a beast. Metaphorically, it might as well have a Superman cape and a Captain America shield. It will cost about $10,000 more than the gas truck and won't go on sale until next year. But Dan says in the coming months, Ford will try to drum up demand. Car manufacturers have uh, pretty sophisticated marketing departments. They know exactly who they're talking to. And so they have a lot of options. There'll be the adventure component. You know, the people who want to take these things out for days on end and plug everything they've got, go camping and plug everything into that. And then the commercial side. And remember, a lot of pickup trucks, uh, well, a lot, let's see, uh, let's say, I'll say about 400,000 pickup trucks a year are sold to people who neither tow nor haul. They're called never-nevers. And so they're commuting vehicles, right? Which means that uh, the coolest, latest, greatest is also, you know, uh, desirable. I think it will do very well in suburbia. Within the first week of the Lightning's introduction, about 70,000 people put down 100 bucks to get on a list to buy the truck. But Dan still has questions about Ford's electric push. To what extent will these great promises turn up on the street? They have a good start. They get a lot of $100 orders, but, you know, that doesn't mean a lot, I think. I think they'll have a, a challenge. I think they're going to have a little bit of a challenge selling after the first bump. Our colleague Mike says Ford is aware of those challenges. The company knows it could have a hard time selling the Lightning to some of its core F-150 buyers. They know that a lot of their traditional, you know, the, the vast majority of their traditional pickup truck buyers, the rancher in Texas, isn't going to be running out to buy this thing. 
And pickup truck buyers don't, they don't like a ton of change. They want utility, they want features, you know, they want cool stuff that they can show their buddies. Mike says Ford's banking on high sales from commercial customers, people who use the trucks for their jobs. These buyers could see the truck as a long-term savings opportunity, despite the higher price tag. That's because the electric version would cut out gas costs and require less maintenance over time. And commercial customers generally have sort of like more predictable charging patterns. Like they don't take these things on road trips. You know, a lot of times they have either fixed routes or they can charge them all in the same depot overnight. And Ford's bet on the lightning is getting attention from the nation's highest office. Mr. President. This sucker's quick. How's it drive? Last month, President Biden was in Dearborn, Michigan, visiting a Ford test center to drive the Lightning. Okay, here we go. You ready? (laughs) Why is this important to Biden? Well, I think for two reasons. You know, number one, for Biden and his administration's climate agenda, you know, they're heavily focused on electric vehicles, domestic battery cell production, you know, they see it as a as checking two boxes of helping climate change and creating American jobs. And so Ford is going to build this truck right in Dearborn at its most important factory, the Rouge plant. And so that's going to create a lot of jobs, American jobs. And that's, you know, right in line with what the Biden administration wants to see. They want to see manufacturing jobs in the U.S., Ford announced last month it will invest $30 billion in electric vehicles. And it's not just Ford. GM, Volkswagen, and others are spending billions on developing new technology and EVs. They're basically not spending any more money to develop new gas engines. It's all of your future capital expenditures are going to the electric side of things, even though right now it's like a tiny fraction of your sales. You know, it might be less than 1% of sales right now for Ford globally, but they and others are betting that this is really going to happen over time, and that's where the money needs to go. What are the risks for Ford in turning the F-150 electric? I think the risk anytime you try to do something this new and different with such an iconic name and an iconic product is that it's perceived by your loyal customers as something that's less than authentic, right? Something that doesn't measure up. And so the F-150's always been like this built for tough thing, right? And reliable, dependable. And so if it doesn't do what the customer expects it to do, it's gonna be a reputation hit. And those things can be hugely damaging in the car business. And poor sales could also have bigger implications for how quickly and broadly the U.S. will embrace electric vehicles. You've got this mainstream, very popular, very successful vehicle. And this is the first example we're seeing, really, of, okay, you, you like this so much, here's an electric version. Now let's see how much you like it. And, you know, I think it's going to tell us a lot about the appetite people have for electric vehicles generally. That's all for today, Thursday, June 3rd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. 
If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.